And so today, would you put your hands together and welcome the Rudy Rudiger to People's Church. <laughs> awesome. Welcome, Rudy, again. <laughs> yeah. Good morning. Well, we're real honored to have Rudy. We've been having a great time talking. Rudy's just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal guy and a believer and just uh, what an underdog story. And this is, this is not his first time to Oklahoma. He's been to Oklahoma on a few occasions and has some connections with the Oklahoma Sooners and the Oklahoma State program as well. And so he's, he's connected now, but he's never had Ted's Escondido. So we got to help Rudy get real baptized in Oklahoma. But Rudy, welcome to <laughs> well, Oklahoma, it's, man. It's good to be here. And uh, I always say this, and, uh, you know, we're blessed to be here this morning. Uh, now it's this afternoon. Uh, and thank the Lord that he gave you another moment to yes. share. So that, that's a pretty good moment. Yes. So thank you. But I have a problem with this man over here with that Oklahoma shirt. That's not a <laughs> two weeks, we're going to have to take two you weeks, down, Rudy. You wouldn't have to take you down. <laughs> <No>. I, <you'd, laughs> yeah. We might have a problem. I think Oklahoma's team's kind of different this year. And I think Notre Dame's a little interesting. But it's going to be a fun game, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to Yeah, Rudy. I, I tell you, I want to begin like we did the other services. Just I think it helps people get some context. Just tell us a little bit about your growing up years and your sure. family and kind of yeah. where you grew up. Uh, Joliet, Illinois, south of Chicago. Um, Steel mill town, blue collar town. My dad had three jobs, uh, one of 14, seven sisters, six brothers. Uh, so you really, uh, the boys learned a lot with the sisters, you know, how they had to walk in the house and because you, know, you never know what day it was but my whole <laughs> point was you really learned you know about behavior and your mo and my mother had a lot to do with that so it was an interesting uh, uh we we had a lot but didn't have anything does that make sense hmm. if you don't have much you don't know what you're missing wow and and and, and we had we had a lot of love a lot of caring and a lot of chores to do and duties but but it was interesting my 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 dad never stressed grades. He stressed discipline, structure, and he stressed character and commitment and things of that nature. Uh, so I was not a good student, but I was a good, um, what you call, I, I was, they liked me in school because I didn't misbehave, <laughs> you know. But uh, it was fun because I had issues in school, and, uh, but I had big dreams. I got dreams from going to church uh, when the priest give the uh, sermon, he would give the Notre Dame scored in the sermon. <laughs> so I thought Notre Dame, that's how I grew up to be a Notre Dame fan. So growing up Catholic, which I did, and uh, I thought in order to go to heaven, how many people want to go to heaven here? Okay, cool. That, you don't want to go to heaven. I could see that. <laughs> if you go to Notre Dame, you go to heaven. Yeah. See, that's what I thought. That's how goofy I thought. Right? Goofy thinking stopped me a lot in my life to do the things I wanted to do, the goofy thought. And we get goofy thoughts from people we love, your parents, your teachers, your coaches, your friends, and a goofy thought. It could be as simple as when we went to church on Sunday, all of us, in one car, and we would go to church. But Saturday night was big preparation for Sunday because Saturday, you know, listen, Saturday we're hamburger Sunday with chicken, you know, and, and during the week we had spaghetti. So that's 
we knew what we were going to eat. But Saturday was cool. Uh, and, and, but Saturday night, my mother would get all, the, all your clothes, and you would have to fold your clothes for mass, your underwear, your pants, your shirt, shine your shoes, make your bed. Did you iron your underwear, Rudy? Iron the underwear. <laughs> I didn't do it. My mother did it because when she would take them off the clothesline, they were stiff, and she would iron them because they were uh, from borax, you know. And, and it was fascinating to me to watch her go through that process. And we always had issues with folding our underwear. We always ask our mother, why we got to do this? This is we're only going to church. She says, well, you get an accident, you're going to have clean underwear, period. So she already had an answer for it, right? And when you have an answer, it's like your mom and dad say, why am I doing this? Never mind, I've told you so. That means you listen, because they've been there. You haven't yet. They're called the boogeyman. They know where the boogeyman is. <laughs> so sometimes you can't uh, uh, preach to a child or preach to someone going through the process, you got to be there to pick them up when they do fail uh, because that is how you learn. I think mistakes are important. Not that you look to do mistakes, but you are, you're human beings. God knows that. He made not perfect people. He made people to discover themselves and to discover love. And, you know, it's like a, when you get your dog at home. I mean, he has unconditional love, doesn't he? He doesn't care whether you're yellow, black, green, purple, you know, whatever. Uh, they don't care. They, they, they love you unconditionally. That's how God is. He has unconditional love. Yes, so if you make a mistake, that's the point I'm making. Make a mistake. He, he still loves you. And once you know that, you can correct that mistake. And that's what I had to learn. Yeah. And, and my parents, I thank God when, when my father died, I was with him. He told me to stay the course with my faith. He said, I made a lot of mistakes, your mother and I, but, you know, we still love you. And, and you learn from that. We learn from that. But the most important thing, when we go to church on Sunday, uh, my dad would give us a goofy thought and uh, real simple thoughts. And he didn't know any better. But he was taught by his father, you know. Uh, uh, he said, we go to church and we got to be disciplined, you know. Uh, I see a guy walking down the street. He said, don't look at that guy. That guy's Protestant. You'll go to hell. So we wouldn't look. I mean, you go to church blindfolded, man. And you, as you walk into church, you have your mother right behind you saying, don't you boys turn around today. You turn to stone. And if you talk, your ears will fall off. So you have fear going into church. And, and you really, that's not a good way to be, right? But, you know, but what, what, like now today, you could turn around and if, you, if you're single, you can see a good looking, you know, lady, you could tell your friend, that's no big deal. And when I grew up as a little cat, I couldn't do that. You turned to stone, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> all goofy thinking because my mother would say, you'll find a good girl in church, boys. And we would say, how, if you can't turn around? See how the confusion comes? <laughs> There's always confusion with the message. So you don't want to confuse your message. Simplify your thoughts. Get rid of your goofy thoughts. What? Okay, let me ask you this. You know, here it is. I made a movie. No, they made a movie. But I need a story to make a movie, right? Yeah. You all have a story. You all have a movie, believe it or not. Yeah. If you think I went to Hollywood and said, make my story. Hollywood did not come knocking on my door. I went to Hollywood because I knew there was a message within my journey. I knew God had a purpose for me. So every mistake I made, I corrected with my faith. Your faith has a lot to do with where you're at today and why you're here and wh why you're spending time to be here because really you're cleansing your goofy thoughts. You walk out of here and all of a sudden you walk through those doors, you're going to get a goofy thought. 
because you're going to think about all the goofy things. And you, when you find out they're just goofy thoughts, it will stop you from having the dream you're having now. Some of you have big dreams right now, but you think you're going to have to ask permission or tell somebody about your dream, and they're going to steal that dream, mm. right? So why are you hanging around that person or why are you giving that information to that person when you don't need to? You've got only one person that's going to give you all the confidence in the world. Guess who that is? God. Yeah. You have no, you have open communication at all times. That's why when times get tough, who do you lean to? God. Yeah. I mean, why can't you talk to him all the time? You know, when I grew up Catholic, you got a certain time to talk to him. Talk to him anytime you want. That's right. <laughs> you know, let me ask you, get, go ahead. In, in Notre Dame, was that key for you? I mean, because I'm thinking about this underdog and you, I, I mean, I nobody think, believed in you and, well, and you know me, what I mean? Let, let me correct that. Yes, I, I was an underdog. Yes. But everybody's an underdog. Yeah. Jesus was an underdog. Yep. He only spoke 25 mile radius. That's it. And look how far reached. Yeah. Look how far he is. You know, he's all over the universe, yeah. right? He only went 25 miles, and people oh, spread the word. That's why I say this is such an important moment, because you may know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Just give them the word because you have the experience. This is what's important, yeah. the experience that you share. Sharing is important. When you share your faith and share your, you know, your, your struggles, you don't need to share your struggles. You need to get through your struggles. And, and get tough on yourself in a good way, not in a positive way, not in a negative way. Don't yeah. beat yourself up in a negative way. If you got to get yourself in order, do it. There's no magic to it. You know, your choices is your, you make your choices because you made them. And when you make a choice not to do this, that's your choice. That's your behavior. You can change that just like that. And you know it, you've seen it. Just like I changed my attitude about myself. But thank God my mother was tough on me on folding underwear. Because mm. that paid off. You know where it paid off? In the United States Navy. Wow. I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when I went in the Navy, I was scared, but I got real confidence. Real quick, Rudy, did you go to the Navy before you went to Before North Notre Dame. Before Notre Dame, okay. That's what paid for Notre Dame. Okay. That's the key. People always say, oh, you don't have any money. You, I always made money an excuse. You have a, money's out there for everybody. You just got to know what to do to get it, mm. and then we'll come to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it's true. You don't need a lot of money to be happy. You just need enough money to be happy. If that makes sense. Yeah. We're following you. We're you follow up me? What you're down. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Bills. Too much gotta people. Got to eat. Got to take care of people. Do your things. Save some money so you can have a future. All that's important. God woke you up in the last couple of years. You know, you say the real estate boom, the internet boom, busted, busted. That was, we got too greedy. Credit card, we got, he humbled you. Get yourself in order. Own, you look at, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I'm saying. Rudy's getting ready to preach a message of stewardship, y'all. Yeah. I, <laughs> he didn't do this I, last I, service, no, now. He's, he's, he's going I, for I it. I get fired up because <laughs> I was one of those guys who made some goofy decisions, mm. right? But you know what? You don't need what you think you need. Mm. You only need what's important. What's important? Your family. God's first, your family, because he's going to take care of you anyhow. And you need a car to drive here and there. You need a roof over your head. You need a clean room, ladies and gentlemen, a clean house, because that's important. If you didn't have a clean house, I would never got through the Navy. Because that drill instructor saw how good I was in folding underwear. He made me a leader of those shipmates. Can you? And that's where I got the confidence. In school, I was all confused because I got the, my paper back from a test where it's all red marks. 
she told me everything I did wrong, not what I did right. So I thought I was just a dummy, and I wasn't a dummy. All I had to do was work hard, ask a lot of questions, get the right information, start sharing, and people help you. People want you to win if you're on the right people. Have you noticed that? They really do. And if you think you got to know that, that celebrity to be somebody, that celebrity probably needs to know you. Wow. <laughs> you know? Now, you don't need to know that celebrity. Wow, Rudy. And, and that, so I'm not a celebrity, which is cool, because no one knows who I can walk through the airport. No one knows who I am. And, and Sean Aston walks through the airport to go, Rudy, Rudy. See, that's a celebrity, you know? <laughs> I'm cool. I can go anywhere, right? Uh, make a long story short, I think Notre Dame was an important step for me to prove to myself I could do it. Mm. I needed a challenge, and, and when I got confidence, I could dream again. Confidence. Get rid of your goofy thinking. Get rid of your goofy thoughts. You start dreaming again, and all of a sudden, you start doing things you didn't think you can do, and do the things that are important. Do the little things that make wow. the big things happen, and that's the cool thing about dreaming. I know you started in a movie theater. I heard the story. You started with 65 people and you grew to 100. You said, that's what I knew you meant. When that 100 people start coming every month, then it grew to 1,000. And this place happened. And that place. Now you got another place. You're going to have another. It's amazing. It's the people. People want to come and have an experience. And they want to thank the Lord. But you don't have to be in this building to thank the Lord. You all know that. You come here to get the feeling. Right? And you get, get the message so you can go and share that. That's what's yeah. important. But you got to give back so this can grow, so you can keep having this. And, and we all have enough to give here. That, that's what's important. And I only think I'm saying that because I know what's important, is the, the fact that what's important are the little things that grow. And, and that's why I'm excited about I didn't have to do what they said I had to do in order to be what I wanted to be. You already know what you want to do. Do what's important for you to be the person you want to be. For an example, I never took an SAT, ACT to get to Notre Dame. Wow. You think that's, is that possible or impossible? What did they tell you in school what you need to do? I'm not putting education down. I think it's important. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of, I see a lot of kids getting stressed out, parents looking at, uh, I hate this. I hate going down the highway, honk, my kid's an honor student. You think, I'm not going to honk? What about my kid? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with my kid, you know? <laughs> you know, I like, I like the fact, my kid's trying to, you know? Tell us about your kid. That's a great story about your kid, dis dyslexic, dyslexic like you were, and, and how the, that was a dyslexia, great dyslexia. Yeah, 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 see, tell us about that. Okay, my, I have dyslexia, and most of you have a learning disorder. You don't know it, but you do. <laughs> ask the husband, ask the wife. You know, you don't know where. You're confused a lot of times. Ask for help. Get organized, you know. And, and Okay, I have dyslexia, so my son's uh, tested, the word test. I hate taking a test, don't you? Uh, so he's tested, and he said, well, he's got a reading comprehension problem. He's dyslexic. My wife said, how are we going to tell him? Well, I said, let me, because I'm dyslexic, you know? <laughs> She's not. She's got it all in order, right? Well, anyhow, you have to be, you have to inspire people in order for them to get, just can't, you know, it's like a doctor coming, hey, Rudy, you only got another couple weeks here. <laughs> That's it. I said, oh, wow, what am I going to do? He said, hey, Rudy, for the next two weeks, we're going to have fun. We're going to be excited. And then you're going to go somewhere. You know, whatever. Right? <laughs> but my whole point, that's, my point is I got to think about how to inspire my kid. I thought about hmm. my mother and my father. 
because uh, they've been married 60 years. I never saw them argue. Never. They had a commitment to each other not to argue in front of the kids. They commit, you know what commitment is, right? You got to stick to that. You think there's a perfect marriage in here, a perfect relationship? Anyone have a perfect marriage? No one. Good. See, now we're <laughs> on the same page, right? No perfect relationships, right? None. But there's a perfect way of getting to communication by understanding each other what inspires you. And so my mother says, no, we did not have a perfect marriage. We argued all the time because of that commitment. I said, wow, that's cool. Wow, that's a big commitment, right? Because a lot of times you, you can go, you can get angry and get mad and say things you shouldn't say and you regret it, right? What, what was our commitment, Rudy? To, to argue upstairs in the bedroom. I got you. Away from the kids. And she always said, that's why there's 14 of us. So I understood what inspiration was, <laughs> right? You don't have to get that right now. That, that's, <laughs> sir, you're not arguing enough. That's your problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to know what inspires people, right? You yeah. really do. Like my teacher, go home and learn the first five presidents. This is, I'm in fifth grade, and the Yankees are playing Boston. Now, am I going to go learn the first five presidents, or am I going to go listen to the Yankees? Yankees. I'm going to listen to the Yankees. So we go home, all the boys and my dad will listen to the Yankees game. We're in 14th inning. Mickey Mantle hits a home. Roger Maris. It's over. Where's Mickey Mantle from? Oklahoma. All right? Yes. Yes. Am I right or wrong? He hits a home run, Roger Maris, and I'm home. I go back to school the next day, and I'm talking about Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, and that teacher knew I didn't study those first five presidents. So who do you think she picks on? Now, do you pick on someone that didn't do their deal? Are you going to embarrass a person because they didn't do what they were supposed to do? How do you know what that person went through? How do you know what they're dealing with? Let's find that out first before you start picking on them. See, that teacher, she would have said to me, now, Rudy, I know you didn't do your homework, but she was smart. She knew what inspired me. She would say, now, Rudy, I know you're going to go listen to those Yankees. You've been talking about it all week. So the first five batters for the Yankees are the first five presidents. I would have learned them, right? Didn't do that. I go to school. I knew the batters but didn't know the presidents. She picks on me. She asked me right away who that fifth president was. I didn't know him. She may be sitting back in the room. That's the day I quit dreaming. Is that who you are, a dream stealer? Because you want to be smarter. You want to show your discipline, mm -hmm. show how powerful. That's not what God wants you to do. Yeah. Get, I now, know that for now, a fact. Get, now, get back to your son. Now, My you son. Yeah, that's not good. See, he keeps me on track. We've been so, working together for four yeah, services yeah. now. <laughs> so I'll reel them back in. I'll reel them back yeah, in. Yeah, reel back in. You know? <laughs> it's true. I don't know. My wife did not tell us. So I learned about all the great ones that had dyslexia. Great people, presidents, inventors, from Einstein to President Kennedy, from Tom Cruise to whoever. There's, I said, oh, my God, I got to tell my boy this, right? And you go to Mount Rushmore, there's all the presidents. Every one of them had dyslexia up there, from Washington to Lincoln to all those people. Did you know that? Mm. They all had learning, but they had vision. Mm. And they put great people around them. So I'm telling my kid about all this. He's getting fired up. He says, Dad, I want dyslexia. I said, you got it. <laughs> right? That's how you do it. You inspired him, Rudy. It's like your husband you and wife, it. you know? You got to know what inspires. Don't put down is my point. See, that's when attitudes change and behavior changes. Yeah. Rudy, can you tell us? Because 
a lot of us have seen the movie, been right. inspired by the underdog story. But most people, I know now because I've been here for right. three services. Tell us, how did the movie, because you had an underdog story yes. and how the movie actually happened. How did the movie, Rudy, happen? Well, America loves the underdog, right or wrong. Yes. Okay. So anyhow, I play in this football game at Notre Dame. It took me 10 years to play 27 seconds. <laughs> now, no one knows that but me. I had to go through the Navy. That's how I paid for Notre Dame. That's the GI Bill. But people don't know that. I had to go through the junior college, right, to get the grades to go to Notre Dame. And I didn't have to take my SATs, ACTs. Man, I'll do anything not to take those suckers, right? <laughs> so I went to class every day, asked a lot of questions, got my A's and B, transferred in, got to Notre Dame, paid for it. Played in that football game, went to practice every day, got beat up, got, got up. It's not how hard you hit, it's how hard you get hit to get up. That's the secret. And, and I learned that through the process. And, 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 and one day that after the game, that, that, that great writer, he was a great writer for the Chicago Sun-Times, he came up to me after I played in that football game. He saw what happened. He saw players carrying me off, people chanting Rudy with no name on my jersey. They said, this only happens in Hollywood. Now, I could have got angry at him. I said, dude, I could have said, dude, you don't know what I've been through. But I didn't say that. I, got a, I said, yeah, you're right. He gave me a what? A dream, a, pro, a seed, a hmm. seed. He sold a seed that he didn't know he, didn't know he was going to invent or create or inspire one of the greatest sports movies of all time. Yes. That's awesome. Seriously, Rudy's one of the best top five movies of all time, sports movies, of all movies. You ready for this? All movies ever made. Rudy's in the top 40. Wow. So it came from a sports writer that tried to criticize me, but I took it as a positive. When I saw Rocky 100 times, <laughs> I got inspired, so I went out and did Rudy. Now, there's an interesting point to this because you never know who that movie's going to inspire, right? So my daughter's 12 years old. She's been invited to sing the national anthem for the L.A. Lakers and Sacramento Kings. Now, we're, thank you. Uh, you can look her up on, 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 on Jessica Rudiger. Uh, go to her uh, page, Facebook, whatever. No, go, what's that other one? They YouTube. Go YouTube. And you find, yeah, go there. They know how to do it. you find all her Rudy stuff. Rudy needs me, people. Right, Rudy right, needs right. me. So, <laughs> y'all need someone, right? That's how you get through life. The great ones don't know what they're doing, right? <laughs> so, anyhow, it's true. Anyhow, you made it. <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement, Rudy. That's right. I got to get rid it's of that bad stuff, thoughts. Right? <laughs> right. So, anyhow, the, uh, this guy comes out starts shooting baskets two hours before the game and it's Colby Bryant I recognize I'm looking right at him so oh my god that's Colby Bryant I'm starstruck and this guy is really focused he's going through the process like he's in a game shooting you know that's why he gets probably the ball at the end of the game because he's practicing hmm. he's in preparation that's how I was at Notre Dame I went to practice every day like I was going to play when my time came to play in those 20 I was ready I mean, I was conditioned. I was ready. Was I, was, what were the chances of me playing? One in a million. But I got my shot. Yeah. Now, with most people give up, and they never get their shot. Wow. Don't give up is my point. Yeah. So I'm watching Kobe, and I'm saying to myself, I got to get his autograph. So I'm a boy sitting next to me. No one's in the arena, so I thought, except the producer. So I start walking towards him. I want his autograph, get a picture. And there's five guys that come around. You can't disturb Mr. Bryant. He's in preparation right now. 
and he's only three feet from me now, maybe four. I just yell out, hey, Kobe, Rudy. And he immediately said, Rudiger? Rudy Rudiger? I go, yeah, man. Rudy Rudiger, the real Rudy? I said, yeah. And he put his basketball underneath his arm, and he got real emotional. He got, he, he started tearing up. He got real, I said, dude, right in front of him, I said, you're my hero. This is uh, Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest guys on the floor and made some mistakes. But he corrects them. You see, and he's saying this, he says, wow. He says, I watched your movie when I was 16 years old in Italy. My dad gave me that movie when I was down and out. He said, watch this, son. I kept watching it and watching it and watching it. I still watch it to this day, and when I get down, Rudy, that's why I'm here. Two hours for every game. Reminded me, I need to keep in preparation for what I'm doing. Now, how many of you guys do that? See, that's the key to success and to where you're going to go. You can't quit on preparation. If you have a dream, you can't think about how to get there. You're going to get there if you keep what? Practicing, 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 and it's going to happen. That's good. Did I say that story right? You said it right. Cool. But you got to tell us this, Rudy. You got to let the people know because they're thinking right now that somebody just showed up on your doorstep. Yeah, yeah, Hollywood knocked on my door, right. Yeah, that That that, didn't happen. That didn't happen. But when I saw Rocky, like Rudy, uh, Kobe saw Rudy, right? I saw Rocky. I got inspired. I went out to Hollywood, started telling the story. Took 10 years. Notre Dame, shut the door on me. You can't talk about this crazy story, you know? So, whatever. And and, and what happened, I met a hotel manager at South Bend, Indiana, who was really awesome. He was awesome. You never know who knows someone. Keep that in mind. Yeah. All right? Be nice to everybody. He was nice to me. I was nice to him. We would share each other's stories. Share when they're nice. And they get you through your tough times. And and he uh, called his brother up. He said, you need to hear this guy out. And his brother came to town. We had a pizza. He was one of the guys who did Hoosiers, the movie Hoosiers. And I didn't know that. Now, we're talking, we're talking. He gets passionate. He gets excited. He says, good, you need to meet my partner who wrote the movie Hoosiers, Angelo Pizzo. He said, go out to California. He'll meet you in California. So I went out in uh, Santa Monica, went to this little restaurant with him to meet me. I had my friend take me there. And uh, for two, three hours, I sat there with no Angelo. Now, why is this important? Now, preparation is a key, right? Whatever you do now, be the best you can be right now. Don't worry about where you're going to go. You know where you're going to go. Just keep preparing. If I didn't sell insurance, I would never understood (laughs) no-shows or rejection. There's a no-show, and my friend who's not used to no-shows is getting disturbed and then discouraged and said, this guy's not going to show up. I shut him down. What do you do? You don't listen to goofy thinking. You do your reset. Take your rest, do your reset button, refresh your attitude, walk outside because God has special gifts. When you get rid of goofy thinking, there's people that come into your life you may not recognize you have a goofy thought, but no goofy, you're going to recognize that person. And that guy that was passing out mail was smiling and whistling. He was excited about what he was doing. So I said, thank you, I needed that. He looked right at me and said, where are you from? I said, Indiana. 
He said, I'm from Michigan. We had a connection. Ladies and gentlemen, who gave me that opportunity? Jesus. Man. Why? Because I cleared my mind of goofy thinking. Wow. And he says to me, when I thank him and he thanked me, we're telling each other stories. And guess what happened next? He got so passionate. He said, that guy you've been talking about, I know where he lives. You follow me, but don't you tell anyone. <laughs> so I follow him thinking, well, where is, is he really going to take me there? He takes me right up to his door, knock on his door, and that's Angelo Pizzo. And I did, and he answered the door. He said, who is it? I said, Rudy. He said, how did you find me? I said, never mind. You're late for lunch. And I got to tell you, <laughs> and the you're two late. things he said to me was, I'm not going to do another sports story. You don't listen to that. He's already did a great one, but he wants to change, which is fine. But you're not going to change him in that moment. God gave you patience and love and inspiration. I said, no problem. He says, I hate Notre Dame. That was the second kicker, right? I said, no problem. Not everybody loves Notre Dame, right? Oklahoma, right? Right? So my job is to listen. Listening is the key to everything. Don't be the talker. Be the listener. And you could help. You can't help if you're talking, right? So I'm listening to him. He's giving me all. He loves to talk about himself. <laughs> and I listen for two hours. And, and two years later, thank God, there's Michigan State, who well, it was a walk-on at Michigan State, who played for Michigan State. It was a walk. I went through the same stuff I went through. Gets a big job out in California with Columbia Pitchers called. He's the president of Columbia Pitchers, looking for a little sports movie. Good thing I met the hotel manager that knew the friend that had the writer. Good thing I knew the mailman <laughs> who got me to the writer. Good thing the writer talked to his partner, the director, talked about Rudy, this crazy guy they met, but he has a good story. And when the producer from Columbia Pictures says, hey, the president, Mr. Price, wants a sportsman. You guys have any? Rudy. Rudy. Folks. You know how long it took? To get the approval on Rudy, took 10 years to get three minutes. That's the secret, guys. Preparation is what? The key. Never wow. give up. Would All you right. put your hands together? Rudy, Thank what you, an brother. incredible day. Thank you. Thank God you. bless you. Great day. Thank you.